We're recording. We're recording. Hello. Ecourse Adventures. Hello, Freest. Hello, Morris. <laughs> Hello, Freest. Hello, future humans watching this in the future. Um, hopefully, we're not, you're not a robot yet. That would be really good because this business is actually, we created this business of Ecourse Adventures for humans not robots and so uh, if you're a robot this isn't for you just disclaimer so <laughs> totally i just i was actually gonna see how long that awkward silence could drag on for <laughs> i'm glad you filled it in <laughs> so here we are it's wednesday this is my so first, what the hell happened my first day well i was on vacation for for like a little over a week uh i was in Kauai. it was really nice i wasn't my family visited us in Hawaii for the first time since we've lived out here. So that was really cool. Um, fell in love with Kauai. Everybody missed you. Yeah. Are you going to move there? Um, it's definitely a thought, but it's, it's super. It's way more expensive than we're, where we're living now. So it's kind of one of those. It sure um, is. It's, it's like insanely expensive, especially where we want to live. Cause yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. no, it's something to work towards, and I could totally see myself living there. Just need to make more money as fast. Let's that, sell that, some trail passes. Sell some trail passes. Yep. How was your Actually, week? Let's let's just talk. Let's just talk about this. This is this is a, uh, something that we've come to terms with in in the last few weeks here. But I don't I don't recall we've like dug into fully. Okay. That we've really just accepted the fact. I'm sorry, you were talking about your vacation, and I'm jumping into a topic here. It's all good. <laughs> Let's come back to your vacation, or we could talk about your vacation and then and then dig into this little. I, I was topic done talking. Realization that we have. I, I was done talking about my vacation. Oh. I was. I was asking how your week was. Oh, it was horrible. I missed you deeply. <laughs> I was incredibly lonely. <laughs> everything fell apart while you were gone it just yeah i'm glad you're back i'm sure everybody is <laughs> i was in the forums answering tech questions giving horrible advice oh, no. we dodged three lawsuits it was terrible absolutely <laughs> terrible so so you're not allowed to vacation again that's the unfortunate part of this whole fiasco until we can clone you or turn you into a robot the, the debacle um <laughs> Yeah, but one of the things that, that we've really just come to terms and fully accept is that we're on this long-term trajectory with eCourse Adventures that, you know, we're not in the mode of hustling and bustling to make thousands of sales and millions and billions of bajillions, which, I mean, <laughs> it would be super nice, but it's not a part of our lifestyle desires. And at the same time, we, we realize that we built something that is, you know, ahead of its time and ahead of the curve. And it's going to take us building trust and relationships and all that sort of stuff, which takes time. And yeah. so something that's been really cool um, on our end is treating the great e-course adventure like it's our business card for attracting really high level clients to us. Um, and in the last in the last like week, I guess, we've had three different clients who have come knocking on our doorstep 
that have the potential to be really fun and um, profitable partnerships and, and, and clients for us. And so this has been really cool because, you know, as, uh, for, for one, this woman, she uh, has been doing this, this type of training. I'm not going to say her name yet because nothing's a done deal. And so, um, but she's been doing this, this style of dance training for the last like 15 years. And um, she's never really launched anything online. She has this friend who's an internet marketer. He took a DVD that she made like five years ago and started just doing some test ads for it. And in five weeks, she made a quarter million dollars from, from selling this DVD set online to a completely new audience that she'd never marketed to before. This is all just and, Facebook uh, ads, she's right? She's a friend of a, just all Facebook ads. Yeah. Yeah. And so they actually, she had no idea they were going to actually take her product and start selling it. They just started doing it because they're friends and, you know, just whatever. He was just playing around. And he calls her up the one day and he says, you're never going to believe this come check these numbers out. And he shows her the numbers and she realized that, you know, she's made a quarter million dollars in five weeks without realizing it. And she had, you know, there was no expectation. And so uh, through a friend of a friend, I got called into a half day meeting with her to talk about her membership and online courses and, and teacher trainings and all this stuff. And so she and her team are wanting Andy and I to come do like a big design of their online courses, membership sites, uh, gamifying their whole so, online community and, and all this stuff. Let's back up for a sec. So just a little bit of context. Yeah. So she, she's been doing this uh, sort of, she's got this brand she's been building over the last 15 years or whatever that's based around dance. And, and yeah. from what I understand, she's, she facilitates this sort of like she's got this uh kind of flagship like dance workshop or some sort of like motivational dance thing that she does and she actually it's she actually turned it yeah. into a bit of a franchise where she's got facilitators that are all over the world that like do this thing kind of within yeah. her brand right so she's kind of she's got this like That's right. kind of big following i guess and she's got people working for her or, or i guess under her with her however you want to frame it um but she hasn't really yeah. ventured into the digital side of things yet and that's where we come in so yeah it's a really yeah. cool opportunity to yeah. kind of take something that's already successful and then just kind of plug it into the internet space and i'm excited about totally. that totally because we, we've, so we've been we've been all the projects we've been working on uh, forever now it seems like is building stuff from scratch right which is totally yeah super uh rewarding and fun and everything but um it's going to be really cool to see what happens when we can kind of take our skills and take something that's already successful and then just make it successful somewhere else yeah it's so it's really really exciting um and so that's one of the opportunities that just sort of came out of the blue. So we, I sat down with her for, for a whole day. I took her through the great e-course adventure, showed her the online community, showed her how we gamify the experience. We brainstormed a bunch of ideas that they could implement into um, the community that she's developed uh, for her teachers that are, that are now, you know, spread out around the world. And she has like for their franchising fee, they, they get a monthly email and music playlist for their classes and stuff like that. And then, um, 
and then also this this kind of product line she's going to build or a course course line that she's going to start pumping out uh, coming up here. So that was really exciting. And then I in that same day, I had a meeting with a good friend of mine. We were going to hang out for the night and then go play golf the next morning and stay in a hotel together. And, and I was showing what Andy and I did with the Courses We're Sharing website. Um, and he's got a, a pretty big hemp company. And he, I was, I was saying, you know, it'd be super cool. He was first, he was blown away by what we did. He thought it was the coolest thing ever. And he's like, I want one of these. <laughs> and so him and I started brainstorming about how we could create like a hemp education website, like an interactive experience, just like we did at the courses we're sharing website. And he was all over it. So Andy and I are putting together another uh, project proposal for that. And that was because of something that we made for free that showcased what we could do and showcase this new way of, of learning. And just those types of opportunities are now starting to come. And it's, it's really exciting. We're suddenly, you know, our eyes are open to other possibilities than just selling these trail passes that, you know, what we're all doing here in the e-course adventure right now, the couple hundred of you that are here is, as we're, carving this new way of building online learning experiences. And these are all going to really showcase to the world that this is a better way to go than the typical webinar or PowerPoint presentation in that. So um, yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty jazzed about the, the possibilities that are happening right now. And there's a couple other clients, potential clients that are in the queue right now. Um, we have a conversation with Yukai Chow tomorrow about doing a live event and a course, uh, it'll be a live stream event with a good friend of ours, Jason Gila, who's got a live streaming company called Stream of Consciousness, and then we'll turn that whole production into an e-course. And then uh, another introduction came through just the other day. So things are happening, and I'm saying all this because the success that everybody is here to achieve in their life, the freedom, money, impact, all of these things may or may not come from where you're originally intending it to come. In fact, I'm almost, I can almost guarantee that whatever you're working on right now is probably not even the thing that's going to give you the greatest amount of success in your life and, and with your business and that, that what you're working on right now is practice for the next thing, which is practice for the thing after that. Um, yeah. yeah. I just want to say that. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like <laughs> In, especially in this industry that we're in, you know, there's this kind of the model is like, especially with blogging, right? It's like you blog about something, you make posts, you make free stuff, right? Uh, usually in this case, it's like blog posts. And then you build a following around that. And then um, that kind of proves your worthiness. And then when you make a product, then people want to buy it, right? Um, and so like in our case, it, it's kind of interesting just how the thing that we assumed would be where we're going to get all of our income is actually the thing that's kind of leading us to it in a, in a weird way. And like, if we hadn't had built courses we're sharing, we wouldn't have the opportunity to build that hemp thing that is in the pipeline. If we didn't build a graded course adventure, we wouldn't be getting these like really high value clients that want that for their thing. And they just, they just don't know how to do it or they, you know, they just, they're at a level where like they just, yeah, it's, it doesn't make sense for them to put their energy and focus into that. And so, yeah. 
yeah, it's just interesting to just kind of see how things turn out and just the kind of stepping stone nature of entrepreneurship. But the key is, yeah. is like, if you never get started and you don't make things, then you're not going to make progress. Yeah. And how many of you listening to this right now have not made something, have not followed through completely and created a vision? And that's, that's the stumbling block. That's the waiting for perfection, waiting to know exactly how to do all of the moving parts. And, you know, I, I think how I got to where I am with my meditation stuff and now working with Andy with this stuff is I was just a, I was just a workhorse. I would just create and create and create and create. And I wasn't very good at it, but I was really persistent, really enthusiastic and passionate about what I was creating. And that people liked that. They liked what I was creating because of the amount of passion I put into it. And that's the same, same for you. Um, just uh, uh, Laura, caller in our community here, she has the motivation superhero. Just this last week, she pumped out five videos. She's never done videos in her life. And the, the production quality, uh, we're gonna leave some feedback on it. You know, the production quality isn't extremely high but her passion and the message and all of that stuff is awesome. And it's like, don't hold on to that. Put it out to the world, get feedback, see if people resonate with what you're doing and then learn from it and make it better the next time. And you know, I, that's, that's the way we do this. She had given herself like a week to get these five videos done and she did them all in an evening. She just like hammered through them. She's like, screw it. I'm not, not going to go for perfection. I'm just going to create these. And I think that's a really important thing. Yep. Yeah, I think it's it's easy to to waste un, ungodly amounts of time um, worrying and obsessing over perfection, and even just thinking about like you know when, we, when we're creating something, and if we know that that thing might not be, it might not get us the results that we think that we want from it, or it you know maybe it, like it likely won't. And the idea of like, well, if I need to make five things before, you know, maybe the fifth one will be the one that, that, that gets me what I want. There's this sort of thing the brain's like, well, I don't want to do five things. I just want to do one thing. And so we try to like kind of find some sort of shortcut. Yeah. Finding shortcut and then, you know, we obsess and we tinker and, you know, spin our wheels. And then at the end of the day, we spend more energy building not even finishing one thing than we would have spent if we just would have just like got out of our own way and just made five things. Yep. Up until the point where I launched my first meditation course in 2012, I was the kind of person that had 11 projects on the go at one time. I didn't finish any of them. And it was when I was in Peru and had the idea to build online courses, I scrapped 10 of the other projects and I said, this is it. This is what I'm putting my energy into. I saw the potential of what I could create with my business and, and going online. And I was like, this is it. And I just dropped all the other projects and I focused all my energy and spare time on building courses. And it's that, that focus of just doing the one damn thing and getting really good at it, and learning and studying and, and just improving every time you create something new. That's what makes a difference. That's, you know, how you get from where you are to that vision in your mind that you see that you're moving towards up the mountain. And, and our guess is that the first course you create is not going to be the one that you're seeing in your mind's eye. 
it's going to, it might take you several courses to get to that level of, of quality that you really aspire to, but you're never going to get there if you don't create those first ones that are going to be a lot less awesome this is, than what this you're hoping. Is, the thing is, is that this is true regardless of what you're doing, right? Like whether we're talking about entrepreneurship or we're talking about learning some sort of new like art or skill or something like that. It's, yeah. It, like there's just going to be a long period of time of doing a lot of work and not really seeing a lot of results. And then you'll eventually cross a threshold where you start getting to, you know, you, you're like, Oh, okay. Like I'm actually getting somewhere now. And then you just keep with it. Yeah. But like, I think there's a, there's a sort of interesting um, expectation in the entrepreneurship kind of make money at home world where like people just expect everything to just fall in their lap and expect. And I think it's because there's so much of that like ideology is getting pushed out there that it's just easy money. Oh, all you need is a laptop. You don't even need brains. You just follow the formula and then you'll make a million dollars by Tuesday. And I think it's like, yeah, the, the, you know, that's, first of all, that's bullshit. And then second of all, like the, the even worse is that it's, it's setting up the industry to have unrealistic expectations. And that trickles down into, you know, everybody that, that sees that watches those types of videos, it starts to kind of like instill it in. And so then we resist the idea of doing lots of work, you know, we're always trying to find shortcuts. And then that just leads to not doing anything. Yeah. Hundred percent, but it's like if you're you know, thousand if, percent. If I, I, it's kind of like if you're afraid of hard work, you're barking up the wrong tree. You should just go get a job, or just keep the one you have. Yeah, like period. Yeah, you know, totally. If, you, if you're if you're just trying to find like a shortcut and you just want like easy money, you know, to me, easy money is go be a barista, go you know, go do something you don't need to think, and just go on autopilot and just do that. It's like that, I've that's never not, met a successful entrepreneur who doesn't put everything they've got into their business. I mean, our businesses are, they're an extension of, of us, of who we are. And so you can't really escape that. There's no off button when you're an entrepreneur. Well, there's no, so you can't you really, be, <laughs> I was going to say like, you, you can't really quantify the work either. Right. Like I, I feel like when yeah. you're starting out, you're kind of like measuring how much work you're putting into it. And, and trying to like, yeah, you're, you're like, Oh, I, I put so much work into this thing and it's not doing the thing. And Oh darn, you know, it's not work. It's like, but once you, once you actually sort of like mature as an entrepreneur, you just work. Like yeah. th there's no, you're not like really, yeah. it's not like a matter, like that's just your job. You just, you get up and you work and then, and then along the way you're measuring and then you're trying to like find ways to get more results out of your work but you're not going to do less or more work you're just working period yeah and and i totally. find that like beginners myself included you know like there's this sort of thing of like kind of uh dancing around the work and trying to find ways to not work and you know you know what i mean it's like that's just not the, the game you know it's like whether yeah. you're working for yourself no, or someone that's else why it's the so work important. Is <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's why it's the, so important when you're setting out on this entrepreneurial journey to do work that you really, really love, believe yeah. in and want to want to do. If you are stressed and anxious about technology and 
building courses and getting in front of video and you don't actually want to break through that resistance, then you should not be doing this. <laughs> you, should be, you should be finding another way. You should maybe start a podcast or maybe you should you know, write a book or something, but you shouldn't be creating e-courses. It's if like, this is not enjoyable for you, it's the wrong thing. It's like somebody, it's like somebody that's like, uh, wants to learn guitar, but they don't like music. They're like, I don't really like to, I don't like music, but I want to learn guitar because there's this opportunity that I can make some money with it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's kind of a silly analogy, Funny. but I think, I think, I think everybody kind of understands what I'm getting at. So yeah, it's like, if, if you're not yeah. like excited by then you ought to be excited. Like you don't need to be excited about the tech side of it. Cause that's something that you can outsource, right? You cost money to outsource. You need a budget yeah. to outsource. You need to partner with somebody like Brett with Brett, like Bradley and I did. But if you're not like genuinely excited about this stuff and you just like Brad said, just sort of, it's the whole thing is just like this big hassle and you're overwhelmed by every little thing about it. Like, yeah, you're totally barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. And that's something that's kind of, totally. you know, so, so my question to, you know, to somebody that that might be the case for my question is like, well, what is your motivation for being here? Like, if we, you know, if we're going to be honest with ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's so good to be honest with ourselves. A good way to be honest with ourselves is to do the free flow journaling exercise where let's just say, you write down the, you start the sentence, the reason I'm building online courses is because. <laughs> and I just see what comes out. And if the motivations for why you're doing this doesn't line up with your core values and your, the, the life you want to live, like let's just say a comet hits the earth in a year from now, is, is this the direction you want to be taking with the last, year you have on planet earth i don't know you you might know do the journaling exercise you'll find out yeah i mean i i that's a bad example if this <laughs> if i knew a comet was coming in a year i would not be building online courses no. i'd be playing golf every day and i'd be i would still be like connecting and empowering and supporting people because that is my nature that's you know i see building online courses as a way to empower a lot of people and to share something meaningful for me and to, you know, to be entertaining and to, to do really cool work. And so I really like this because that whole empowerment factor and being creative, it kind of has it all. And it gives me the freedom to live in a beautiful location and, and make 90% of my income from online sales and all that sort of stuff. That's great. So I like this, this, this comment thing, you know, it's, it's on one hand, it is kind of a funny example, but on the other hand, like there might be some like real nuggets of wisdom buried in there. Maybe let's, uh, yeah, let's dissect that a little bit. So what, Brad, what would you do if like we had a one year, like ticking time bomb sort of situation on our hands? Uh, I would create media. I'd create really inspiring media, um, probably stuff that's that's funny to lighten the energy. That's that's a part of how I've always been. Is I, I 
try to spark lightness or I, I naturally spark lightness. And so I would, I would still create media. Uh, I'm sure it would still be inspiring. Uh, I would play golf. I would do basically everything <laughs> that I'm doing right now. It just how would might it, not be called. How would courses. it be different? Like what, what would be like some um, key differences? Shit. I don't know. You know, this is, this is the interesting thing that I've been questioning the last little while because we've been so busy just working on the business of the Grady Course Adventure. And I realized a couple of weeks ago that I was really missing the creative part of writing the scripts and doing the content. And so I've been really jazzed for the last couple of weeks of writing these new onboarding videos. Um, and so, you know, something that I see myself doing as soon as I'm done these onboarding videos is I'm going to create a bunch of spoof video lessons. One of them is going to be how to make your baby laugh. Another one's going to be a, a slick Rick video and all these will be, you know, little, little fun videos. that will be educational and silly and will direct people to the great e-course adventure if they want to learn how to make courses. So, you know, I would be doing what I'm doing and uh, I can't say I know what would change. I would definitely not do accounting anymore. I wouldn't do all the, the tedious, shit that I've got to do to keep my business afloat. I wouldn't care about that. I would basically just focus on being a hundred percent creative and, and doing things that were really inspiring for me, mm. which is 80% of what I do. I would just get rid of the extra 20% fat. Right. You? Interesting. Yeah. I would have to say, I think I would start to, I mean, okay, so for me, if it was like a, a one-year clock situation, yeah, I would, yeah, I would look at ways of like, as a human, as a human, because it's sort of like, you know, we have a year to kind of like leave our legacy as humans, right? That's kind of like really what, what yeah. this, that situation is. So I would look at ways of how can, how can I sort of influence the evolution or like collective, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to put this exactly, but like, like what's the best way to go out? I would say, you know, we go out peacefully, you know, and like connective. So bringing people together and um, I would say like, I mean the best, the best way that I know how to bring people together is with music. So I think I'd probably put all my, put all my chips in that in music and just like really go full in with that and create situations and, and experiences environments that brings people together. Um, and I think I would also like, I probably would just be generally like more honest. And I think there's like a lot of kind of shadowy human stuff that is lurking that needs to be dealt with that, if it was to be dealt with in that time frame, that um, things could end very nicely. <laughs> Let's get rid of that shadowy human stuff. Yeah, it's like, I, I think I would just find ways to make, to kind of optimize the enjoyment of the time that we have left. And so like, yeah slaving away and working on things for tomorrow isn't really the way to go it's kind of like getting more immediate with um 
So yeah, I think I, I have to say like, I don't know the specifics of what I would do, but I would definitely, the work that I would be doing, the goal of it would be to connect people and sort of dissolve boundaries. And the best way that I know how to do hmm. that is with music. Yeah. And, and so basically you'd be doing more of what you're working on right now. It would yeah. become your life. Yeah, exactly. Cause yeah, I mean, to me, the, like the, the work that I do with audio alchemy is that it's just, you know, I'm not, I don't feel a sense of urgency. Um, whereas yeah. like if there was a one year clock, I'd probably, I would get way more urgent with that and, um, really yeah. like focus quite heavily. So I know it's a bit of a vague answer, but it's the best one I got for you right now. <laughs> And what about you folks out there in listener land? What would you do? Write that out. What would you change? Maybe there's some things that you could start to let go of right now if you're to live that way. Um, something that I've been practicing more, specifically in the last week intentionally, and just so you know, my phone might die and my charger's not working. So if I cut it, that's why. Um, <laughs> but uh, is to, to pretend like, you know, it's my last day on earth. And so the other week, Celeste and I did this exercise where we designed our last day on earth. And for me, it starts with sunrise golf and getting home before Soren and Celeste wake up so I can crawl into bed with them for when they wake up. That is my reality right now. Um, and, and then it just kind of flowed through this beautiful day. I would, do, I would publish something to the world to remember me by. Um, I would make love at the end of the day. I would spend the majority of my time with people I care for. Um, I would have a little bit of solo time for myself. I would call somebody I love. And these are all practices that I'm actually um, consciously adopting into my life of calling somebody I love every day, um, of having more sex in my life so that, you know, I'm having more sex because that's always fun. Um, <laughs> and just like all these, all these things, that if it was my last day on earth, these are the things that I would want to do. And, you know, Almost every single day, I'm living that way. Um, and it feels, feels really, really good. And the one thing that I'm not doing enough of is, is the, um, creating media that I'm sharing with the world to remember me by. And that's kind of, um, that's the next thing. I'm, I'm trying to make a habit of writing an article or creating some form of content every day, uh, which is, you know, with everything else happening, it's, it's a big task, but I'm working on it. Hmm. Yeah, one thing that's coming up for me is like, I would get way more focused on like human, <clears throat> bigger picture kind of like human issues and kind of bring that to the forefront and be communicating that through media and music and, and things like that. But uh, like playing a, yeah, playing a bit of a bigger game and talking about like things that are kind of more like universally true for people um and just kind of i think like just getting to the root of like what it means to be human and kind of like because that, that's really if you know with the with the one year uh countdown that's like an existential existential crisis right so i think that everybody would be really focused on like well what does it all mean what is the point like what are we really doing here and i think that without that constraint it's easy to just get swept away in bullshit and busyness right and um, yeah. until you start asking yourself those hard questions, 
you know, what do I really want out of my life? Why am I here? Things like that. Then it's, yeah, it's just, it's just too easy to just kind of be running on autopilot. So I think I would, I would probably just for myself, I would just get really specific with like knowing why I do every action that I do. And then I think just helping other people kind of come to that as well. Yeah. And so here's the ironic thing is that like, just even exploring this, I'm starting to realize just certain things that I do kind of are a waste of time and that like there's things that are actually more important that, you know, I could kind of like tweak the focus and tweak the way that I talk about things and tweak the level of like honesty that I bring to the table and, and get it more in alignment with the re- that sort of u- parallel universe of that there's only a year left. I love that. I love that. So what are you going to do, folks? This is your last day on Earth, or this is your last year on Earth. What are you changing? If you don't like what you got, change it. It's that yeah, easy. Like, you can literally I, change it. You could move countries. You could move states. You could sell your stuff. You could do anything, really. I love, really. Um, you know, that, like, exercise of, uh, you know, figuring out, like, what's my five-year vision? And then, you know, you figure out, like, okay, in yeah. five years, I want to be here. And then, okay, well, to get there, how do I, um, how do I like reverse engineer that, you know, down to mm-hmm. what do I do today, right? So it's kind of like, what do I do today that's going to, you know, and then I'm going to, what do I do next week? What do I do next month? What do I do next year? That's going to get me to that five-year vision. Well, like the flip side or the, you know, reversing that whole thing is this thing that we're talking about now of like, well, if today's the last day, what am I going to do? right if and then kind of figure out like what what those things are like what you were just saying you know you've been kind of implementing those things into your daily life so then we could go well if i have a month to live what would i do and then that sort of becomes the month plan and then okay we have i have a year to live what do i do this year i have two you know three years to live i have five years i have 10 years to live so instead of like what do i want in 10 years I only get 10 years. What am I going to do with it? And that's just an interesting way yeah. I could see. Maybe we could work, like create like a process to, to sort through that. Cause I could see that really revealing some nuggets. Well, and most people, this has not been the case for me for probably five plus years, but most people are making decisions based on money motivations. Most people are building online courses because of money motivations and it's the wrong reasons to do anything. It's, yeah. you know, as soon as you hit the resistance, like the why is not big enough if you're doing anything for the money. It just, it's not. So, and so if you were going to die in the next year, you wouldn't be doing jack shit for money. You'd only be doing things that were meaningful. And so why the hell not live that way now? I don't yeah, get it. You know, this is, I've been, um, I don't want to tangent too far down this rabbit hole, uh, but I do want to mention That's good because my phone's going to die. So we've got like three minutes to wrap this conversation up. <laughs> um, but it, I'm sure everybody is familiar with or at least heard of Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Um, it's like a, a cryptocurrency. It's like, a, it's like internet money. It's online digital currency that uh, was invented by an unknown person. They don't know who made it. It, it exists and it's... it's um, Basically, I guess, long story short, it's built on like a new technology, a new internet technology that is um, kind of paving the way for like a whole new way that we use the internet. 
minutes essentially. And there's kind of this like big bubble that's happening right now where there's all these different cryptocurrencies and different like different currencies that you can like trade and buy that are based on these like digital currencies. And anyways, I don't, without getting too far into it, you know, it's very bubbly right now, that industry, but over time, like I suspect over the next five to 10 years, like these things are going to start to replace a lot of the technologies and like essentially what it's going to do is, is we're going to see like more and more jobs being replaced by automation just because we can, because that's the way mm-hmm. technologies is going. And so there's going to like, there's going to be this thing that happens like really soon. Like I'm talking like in the next few years, like five, you know, five, 10 years at most where there's going to be this huge upheaval about all these jobs that are threatened because the technology is there to replace them. And so then there's going to be all these people that are potentially out of work. So then the question is, do we like curb the technology and kind of like repress it to keep jobs or do we just let ourselves be free? So like, just think about that. Let yourself be free. Because there's this, there's even like, you know, Trump is all just, it's all about like more jobs, 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 jobs. Like everybody puts so much value in having jobs. Like what, for what, you know what I mean? Like, so the question is like, if we could, (laughs) if we could, if we could just get rid of most jobs and you know, like there's even, um, I don't know if you know this, but Hawaii is the first state to like, they haven't passed the bill but they like introduced a bill that would and um it's for universal basic income and they're doing this in canada too which is basically means you get paid to exist like if this goes through everybody would get a few thousand dollars a month just because they are alive is that the number a few thousand dollars yeah it'd be like it'd be like it'd be i mean who knows what it would start out but i know like in canada they're doing some trials in a few different places. Uh, I'm not sure where, but I think they're doing like two grand a month or something like that. Man, and, in my early entrepreneur days, I would have been rich. And well, here's the interesting <laughs> thing. A lot of money. Here's the really interesting thing about it is that like most, a lot of people that would like go up against this idea are like, well, that's just gonna, you know, it's gonna raise taxes for people that own businesses. People are gonna be slackers, yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. And, you know, my kind of company, like, think about, like, we all know how inefficient, like, government processes are. And, like, gov- you know, you go to, like, the, um, the office to get, like, your driver's license. And it's just, like, the slowest, most grueling process. And this new technology that's based on these, like, cryptocurrencies and stuff is going to allow all those, all those things to just be fully robotically automated just through, like, a computer that just does it, like, super quickly. And so like, if you think about just the amount of efficiency and money that will be saved, if you just take the money that will be saved and put that into a pot, that would more than cover everybody's basic income. So it's like, you're just basically taking redundancy out of the equation and just, and then just passing those savings along to the people. So anyways, what I'm getting at is that like, I am very hopeful. I'm very hopeful and like positive kind of my perspective is looking up that like within a not very long time from now, like just the whole, like this whole paradigm of being a slave to money is kind of, it's, it's going out the window. And I I would even go so far as to say that these cryptocurrencies are going to take over and 
we won't have dollars soon. So in that world, the question is, what do you want to do with your time? Right? Like if, if you didn't need to worry about money, like if you just, if you didn't need to worry about money, like what would you do with your time? And most people aren't even like able to even comprehend that. Leave a comment under the, wherever you're listening to this, on your thoughts and your answers to the questions we've been pondering today. uh, Oh, oh, uh, just as far as cryptocurrency goes, this is like, I'm super fascinated by this stuff. Like it is really, really fascinating. And it's, you know, it's a little bit like heady to get into because it's, it's just super early. Like it's, it's sort of like, um, you know, the dot-com bubble, like back in the nineties when the internet really started taking off. It's, it's like that all over. Again. Yeah. And so like if you, back then, yeah. if you didn't understand technology, you were going to be like, you know, it's going to be over your head, but, um, it's a big deal. Like it's really, really big deal what's happening. And, um, Tim Ferriss on the Tim Ferriss podcast, he recently interviewed, I think it's like five episodes back. It said uh, the episode is called the quiet yeah. master of cryptocurrency. And they like, he basically interviews like one of the guys that kind of helped invent this new technology. And um, it's really fascinating. Yeah, I've been I've started that one. I haven't haven't gotten all the way into it, but it's certainly I was learning a lot. No, there's people. So that these currencies, people are making like millions and millions of dollars just from like buying into these currencies when they first start. And then yep. like it's like Bitcoin. It used to be like you could get like a thousand Bitcoin for like a couple cents, right? When it first yeah. started, it was like I know 20- a guy that got in at the beginning, and he owns a property in South America now. <laughs> he yeah. just like he made a whole bunch of money really fast and bought a big piece of land in South so, America. So yeah, like Bitcoin, when it it started in twenty like thirteen, I think is when it really kind of came in. So it's only like five years old, right? And you could get thousands of Bitcoin for nothing. And then I remember the first time somebody bought something with Bitcoin. They bought a pizza for 10,000 Bitcoin. This is in like 2013 or 2014. Now. Yeah, that's like bajillion. Yeah, like, like a few years ago, Bitcoin, the value went up to around $300 US per Bitcoin, right? And that's kind of where it sat. Well, over the last like six months, maybe nine months, it's gone up to, it's at like almost $3,000 per Bitcoin right now. So that's like <laughs> thousands and thousands of X return and there's all these different ones that are popping up that they start dirt cheap and then they just like blow up so it's there's a lot of like energy being put into this industry and it's as far as i'm concerned it's it's gonna change a lot for everybody so mm-hmm. times they are changing it's never been a better time to get clear with what you actually care about in your life beyond money mm-hmm. yep today's the day what are you gonna do with your life <sighs> this has been fun. Yep. It's been really that fun. Was a, that was a good I might ramble. Just publish this thing to the public world. That was yeah, a good ramble. Really good ramble. We showed up with no plan and look where we went. We just <laughs> pondered the big questions of life with you. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, leave your comments. Let us know how this conversation lands for you. And uh, let's let's live awesome lives in case we die at the end of the day or something. That would be, that'd probably be a good way to move forward today. There are no guarantees. Do awesome things. No, no guarantees whatsoever. I live on the ocean. A tsunami could hit me in like two minutes from now. (laughs) I hope it doesn't. 
But that's the case. Okay. Well, this has been fun. Thanks, y'all, for for coming and checking this conversation out. Mr. Priest, it's been nice pondering with you. Good to have you back.